Welcome back to another episode of Kentucky History and Haunts. Today, I have an urban legend for you all. And even though the story itself is a myth, there have been very real consequences of this story being passed down through generations. So it's a fun tale, but it does get a little sad at the end here. I'll just warn you of that now. This story is about a creature who is believed to roam Pope Lick Creek, which is about 15 miles east of Louisville near Fisherville. I'd heard about this creature a bunch of times, but I didn't realize I passed the spot on my bike like a billion times. So if you're local, you can go to the Parklands and check it out, but do not, under any circumstances, go near that trestle bridge structure. You are not faster than a train. Just say no. So anyway, this creature hangs out under this trestle that's part of the Norfolk Southern Railway. And multiple people have been hit and killed by trains there. So that fact alone already gave the area a spooky reputation. But even spookier is who or what may be living in the area. And the reports start all the way back in the 1940s. One was from a group of Boy Scouts who were camped out near the bridge when they heard someone screaming at them. And before they knew it, a creature was throwing stones at them and howling, making these horrible noises. So they spend the rest of the night hiding out in a cave until morning. Also around that time period, farmers in the area had reported a night prowling creature was roaming around murdering their livestock. So here's the deal with the Popelik monster. There have been so many strange sightings in the area, but the descriptions of this mischievous creature are kind of inconsistent. They range from goat man to nondescript, white, hair-covered creature, almost like a yeti. But no matter what he's reported to look like, he is said to have hypnotic powers that can lure you onto the train track by imitating the voice of a loved one. And then, when you're out there on the middle of the trestle, you have to decide between getting hit by a train or jumping to your death. So to quote the legend of the Poblick Monster short film, stay off the damn trestle. The most commonly agreed upon description of him and the way he's portrayed in the 1988 short film, is a man-goat hybrid. So he's got a set of horns, the upper body of a human, and the legs and feet of a goat. If you look him up on the internet, this is usually what comes up. It's also been said that his eyes were really big and black and set farther apart than a human's. There's speculation that the monster could be a, quote, vengeful fugitive from a circus freak show, or a hybrid monstrosity created when the derailment of a cattle train mixed human and bovine remains. Now, the circus theory goes that he was part of a sideshow that came to visit Louisville, but the people who came to see him were so mean to him that he ended up escaping during a thunderstorm and vowed to hide out and take revenge whenever he got a chance. And then the train derailment theory is linked to sightings of a ghost train in that area. Others have said that he might be a product of bestiality, 
And then there's another rumor that he was originally a farmer who sacrificed goats in satanic rituals, and that after he died, he was resurrected as the man-goat hybrid. I feel like any time there's any sort of mystery, somebody's got to throw in a satanic ritual theory. Um, so the most reported sightings of him were probably during the 1950s. And in this time, people were seeing him, like, around that area, like, kind of in the distance, howling and crying, making these awful noises. And he was said to have thrown rocks at hikers. Others have said that he actually jumped from the trestle onto the tops of cars as they were driving under. There's also a rumor that just the sight alone of him staring at people from across the trestle has caused people to jump to their deaths. Another is that he hangs out right underneath the tracks and then grabs your legs and pulls you down right as a train is coming. And then probably the most extreme rumor is that he chases people around the area with a bloody axe. In more recent time, the rumor is that the goat man was forced to relocate when that Taylorsville Road area started to develop more. Now some people think that he's moved south to the Jefferson Memorial Forest, which, I mean, that kind of seems like a better fit for him anyway. The short film about the Poplick monster was released in 1988. Most of it was filmed at Poplick Creek, although the scenes of them on top of the trestle were filmed elsewhere for safety reasons. Norfolk Southern Railway was not happy when the film released. They felt like it was encouraging people to go to that area and play on the trestle. And I mean, if you look up the photos of it, it really is dangerous. If you have a fear of heights, it is definitely not the place for you. It's 742 feet long, and it's 90 to 100 feet from the ground at the center. So they actually had to read a statement at the movie premiere from the railroad company saying that anyone who went and played on the trestle would be prosecuted for trespassing. But naturally, people are still going to go there. For instance, in 1994, a guy took his ATV up on the trestle, flipped it, got stuck under it, and was hit by a train. Six years later, a 19-year-old had to jump from the middle to avoid being hit by a train. And then one of the more famous cases was a couple in their mid-twenties who had come from Ohio to search for the monster on April 23, 2016. They were actually in town to take a tour of Waverly, but they stopped at Poplick because obviously they were just into this stuff. And unfortunately, the girlfriend, Raquel Bain, was hit by a train. She and her boyfriend had only been dating for a month. I was able to find a little bit about her. Um, Her friend said that she was absolutely fearless with an adventurous spirit. She was known for her artistic pursuits of music, poetry, and art, and for her warmth, inviting any outcast to join their group of, quote, popular unpopulars, which I thought was great. And she also had a one-year-old son, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Interestingly enough, though, Her boyfriend survived by hanging over the tracks on the side 
which is bonkers, but he just happened to be a martial arts instructor with crazy upper body strength. So he got really lucky, although he was later hit with felony charges for, quote, unlawfully disrupting and or delaying the operation of a train, causing financial damages. Not only that, he actually saw what happened to her. So he was haunted by that mental picture, and he was later diagnosed with PTSD and had to start taking medication for depression and anxiety. Her family actually gave him some of her ashes, which he planned to put in a necklace and so that he could take her on all of his adventures, which I think is so sweet. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Most recently, a Courier-Journal article from 2019 detailed the death of a 15-year-old girl named Savannah Bright, who was hit by a train while playing on the tracks. Her friend who was with her was rushed to the hospital in serious condition, but she survived. And if you're questioning how this is possible, apparently there's something about the acoustics up there that make it so that you really can't hear the train coming until it's very close by. And if you're out towards the middle when it gets there, you don't have time. You're not outrunning that train. The Courier-Journal also interviewed a retired train engineer named Wayne Gentry in 2016 after the death of Raquel Bain. He said he dreaded pulling up to that particular area. He even told the Courier-Journal that he had to start seeing a therapist to try to deal with the memories that he had there. He said he was haunted by the faces of people looking into the train's headlights and then being forced to jump. Though he said it was typically from closer to the sides of the trestle, where the fall wouldn't be as severe, but he said he always tried to just avoid learning the details of any injuries relating to the Popelick trestle. He also said that he would always sound his horn before approaching the area, knowing that it only took a train about 15 seconds to cross, and that a train would need about a half mile of braking to stop. During his time with Norfolk Southern, he said there were 43 collisions he was directly involved with. One of these appeared to be a suicide. He said he actually watched a man lay down on the track in front of the train. I cannot imagine this. I would be ruined. And Gentry said some of his colleagues started refusing to drive trains through that area. It was like too much trauma. They couldn't handle it. And... As of 2016, Gentry had retired and was working as the executive director of Kentucky Operation Lifesaver, which is a nonprofit organization supported by several railroad companies. So, the bottom line is that, in a way, the public monster has, in fact, taken many lives, even though it's just an urban legend. I'm going to go ahead and go even further and call it. 
There is no Goatman. He's not real. So please don't go play on that tall, rickety old trestle. Just go for a bike ride instead. Thank you for listening to another episode. Like I said, if you haven't seen The Legend of the Public Monster, the short film from 1988, you've got to find it. It's phenomenal. It is on Amazon Prime. I bet you could probably find it on YouTube. Uh, I will link to the rest of my sources in the show notes. If you have some feedback or anything for me to add from a previous episode or you have a new topic for me to discuss, send me an email to kyhistoryhaunts at gmail.com or send a DM uh, on Instagram at kyhistoryhaunts. I also have a Twitter for the podcast now at kyhistoryhaunts and the Facebook page, Kentucky History and Haunts. I think that's all I've got, guys. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't reviewed the podcast on Apple yet, please go do that. It means the world to me. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done that yet either. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.